Okay, this week we are discussing the final film in our Oscars Best Picture nominee series, and that is Sarah Polly's Women Talking, a film based off of a novel of the same name that was inspired by true events of the Manitoba colony uh, in Bolivia. Events that took place between 2005 and 2009. Uh, this film tackles very um, timely uh, topics such as trigger warning, sexual assault, um, you know, uh, feminism and equality and misogyny and religious extremism and the abuse of power um, and all those things wrapped into one into a package that is very subtle but very uh, powerful and simple and very effective in my opinion. You have this smirk on your face, Zach, and I'm not sure what I'm it sorry. Is. We're talking about something really heavy and Athena. <laughs> Athena. Is she, she licking just, your hand? No, she's just farting up a storm over here. <laughs> she's just... She, she'll, she'll lay on her back and she'll just fart and look at me. And it just it cracks me up. Um, however, <laughs> this is a very a very heavy film that we're going to be talking about today. And I need to ask you the question... Mm. As it looks like an earthquake is going on in my apartment. <laughs> but is women talking good? Let's. And we're talking about the out. movie. We're not talking about just women talking in general. <laughs> Let's find out. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to episode 111. <laughs> oh, we got to have a video uh, platform here soon for full episodes so people can see what we're laughing at. Athena's, uh, she's having a way, I guess you could say. Anyway, welcome to episode 111, 111 of But Is A Good Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Callahan. And I'm your host, Zach Olson, and with us today, apparently, is Athena. She's here. She is just feeling it tonight. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's funny. Um, how are you, Zach? How's life? I'm good. Um, yeah? Life is good. Athena's been a little sick. She's had some stomach issues. She's actually feeling really good right now. Um, but yeah, she I has had that. some stomach issues. You want to come in the camera and come say hi? Come up, up here. Hey, sweet girl. You're so big. You want a kiss? Good girl. Good girl. <laughs> um, she's so big. She's huge. She's uh, about to be 50 pounds. God, that's crazy. And she's man. about seven months old. Uh, she's going to keep growing until she's about a year and a half old. So yep. who knows how big she's going to get? Yeah. I think she's about to go into heat <clears throat> based on the hormones that are <laughs> pumping. About to say. As, as you can see. <laughs> I can also hear. <laughs> can you really? I can hear her, her collar. All right, I guess I'll go. My turn. Um, 
Well, I guess you have to ask me how I'm doing first. <laughs> how are you doing, Hunter? How's life? I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Just got back from Chicago yesterday. Um, good. Which was very how was, cool. How was Chicago? It was it was good. It was fun. Uh, I'll tell you a little story about it a little bit later. Um, but it was good. One day was kind of a wash because it was like there was a bad storm going through the the, the Midwest and mm-hmm. it just it rained for like fifteen hours straight. It was ridiculous. But it's a cool city. Um, I enjoyed my time there. I didn't get to explore quite as much as I hoped I would have. Um, right. But uh, it was good. And then this weekend, Hannah is actually in Florida for her friend's birthday. And so it's been me and Hollis hanging out today (laughs) and last night. Cool. Cool. But I'm good. Um, so housekeeping, please like, you know, follow, subscribe and stuff. We're on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I actually have to catch up on TikTok because I fell behind a little bit because I do that every now and then. Zach, I'll just carry this one. Okay. You can just sit there and just endure, I guess. (laughs) Can you not push her away? I mean, I can. I just don't. She gets so offended so quickly. <laughs> like if I push her away, she'll just like sulk for like a day and a half. <laughs> oh, she's so sweet. Anyway, we're wrapping up uh, our best picture nominee series with women talking. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, <clears throat> this one was very tough to see. It seems like the you know cinemas conspired to make this near impossible for us to see, and in fact they succeeded because we had to watch it on YouTube. Um, the cinemas or the distributors, like the people. It, my both? case, my case was the cinema's fault. <laughs> yeah, Which but if the distributors had it more widely available, uh, we would have been able to watch it a different time. There would have been true. other options. You That's see. True. Um, so you can go first, Zach. Your first reactions to women talking. Let's let's dive in. So I I've been like it's been a busy day, so I'm I, gonna get my energy back up. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. energy's back. Energy's <laughs> here. So uh, I I loved it. I thought it was really powerful. Um, it was a very simple film. Uh, it's it's women talking, you know, uh, but. It, it was done extremely well. Uh, I could see how some people would think it was boring, you know, and I think that the people that didn't like it, like if you look on Rotten Tomatoes and the audience score is like 80%, um, people just think, you know, it's not like a Marvel movie, you know, it doesn't have just constant action. But I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant. Um, I think it's really powerful and really, it, it does a really good job of getting its message across. Um, it's, the cast is phenomenal. Like I think, on what I was saying earlier, if the cast had been different, it might have been boring. But I thought that the cast just did a phenomenal job with the the script. And um, sorry, I'm very. <laughs> I just realized that during movie minute, you're gonna be sitting there and just probably having to like. Mm-hmm. Oh, funny. Anyway, continue. Or is that it? I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I didn't. There, there's one character that I didn't really like. That I was texting you about. We'll talk about yeah. her. Um, but overall, I thought it was I thought it was really well done. Uh, it it's it has kind of a bittersweet ending, I would say. You know, not mm-hmm. like a like a super happy ending. Which how could you uh, with a movie yeah. like this? I don't know. I just thought it was really well done overall, yeah. and I'm I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, um, I would have to agree. Uh, real quick, though, I'll tell my 
story, um, trying to see this film, you, we both were, I guess, a, a little worried, being like, are we going to be able to watch this movie? Because it, it was, back back home in Atlanta, it was playing what? It was Wednesday and Thursday at like 4 o'clock, right? Uh, so yes. middle of the work day. And then Sunday, it would have been playing today at like 5.45. No, tomorrow at like 5.45 because today's Saturday. Um, so I was going to see it in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Tuesday, I mean, yeah, no, Wednesday, I, I planned. What just happened? I missed it. Did she fall? Yeah, she just, she just took, she just jumped. Um, I was going to go see on on Wednesday, but it was pouring rain, and I just didn't want to go out in it. And then you know we ended up going to dinner with my clients, and so I was like, I'll just go on Thursday. So on Thursday, I found a seven p.m. showing in Chicago. So I. Ubered up to this music store that's really famous, hung out there for like 20 minutes, and then Ubered from there to the movie theater. And it was probably the nicest theater I've ever been in in my life. It was incredible. Small in the sense of like, it had like seven or eight theaters, but very big in the sense of like, it was very grand. It had a beautiful interior, full bar, full restaurants, all this stuff. It was awesome. Seats were super nice. Theaters were nice. Screens were huge. 7 p.m. showing. So I get there. Right on time at seven o'clock. Um, I go in there and we sit till about seven ten, seven fifteen, which has become normal for us because the theaters out that we go see, they're always late. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. Somebody goes and asks and he comes back, he's like, Oh, they're good, they're working on it. So at seven thirty, half an hour later, like from the time of the start of the movie, this the manager comes in and says, Hey, sorry, it's not gonna play because the bulb is broken and the projector. <laughs> so it's like Siri just talked to me in my, in my AirPods. That was freaky. Siri, shut up. Um, anyway, he was like, we can give you a refund or, uh, two tickets. And I was like, well, I don't live in Chicago and I'm leaving tomorrow. So that's Mm -hmm. not going to be any good. And I knew that it would be impossible for us to, for me to see it yesterday or today in Atlanta. Cause one, it's not playing, but two, you know, right. So lo and behold, I look on YouTube and it had come out like that day, I think, or something like that. It was this week for sure. Wasn't really announced that it was going to no. be just so available. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up rent, uh, buying it. We, we, we now own the movie. <laughs> buying it mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, Which honestly, and, it, when we split it, it's about the same price as yeah. just going to see it in the theater. Um, so I ended up watching it on my computer in my hotel room and just to, as a testament to this movie, I had to get up at four o'clock to catch my flight mm-hmm. and I started this movie at nine cause I had to pack up and I watched about an hour and 15 minutes of it in the first sitting because I was just absolutely captivated. Um, I loved this movie. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I think I don't really have any, frankly, any like notes or complaints. I thought it was brilliant. I think the cast was awesome. I think it did a really, really good job of showing how, I don't want to say not black and white, but like how complicated um, dealing with this is. And like, we're two men, like we're not going to really understand um but there are so many characters who have so many different perspectives and views on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and the trauma that comes with that and like the gaslighting and like the, the, just the mental toll you have some characters who are 
I want to, you know, like, I'm not going to say any spoilers, I guess, but are, are, are like angry and like, I want to burn the whole place down. You have some characters who are like, you know, what's the most effective way to get out of this? And you have some characters who are like defending the abuse mm-hmm. out of like a coping mechanism. And at the end for me, like I felt for all of them and I cared about, about all of them. Um, I just thought it was great. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was just phenomenal. I really did. This one for me, I think because everything everywhere was so long ago that I almost don't like think about it in terms of like this series, even though it is. But this one, I, I almost said was like my number one. Okay. Um, it's It might be. Everything Everywhere, I think, is still going to hold on to that spot because it's just such a crazy ride and a masterpiece. But this one is mm-hmm. like a very close second, if not number one. Um, I just, I thought it was great. Well, there you have it. See you guys next time. <laughs> yep. Um, <clears throat> see you next week right, when we so, do <laughs> John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually am excited about that. Anyway, I am too. It's, time. it's just a, it's a big contrast. <clears throat> yes, yeah. It is time for spoilers. So look out. Yeah. Cuz they're coming. Spoilers, spoilers and So there's a boat with spoilers on it and it's coming over the horizon. It's a big old yacht. Uh but flanking it on either side are two smaller boats. Trigger warnings because yes. we are going to be talking about uh Abuse in many different mm-hmm. forms, sexual abuse, uh, mental abuse, and the topics may get a little heavy. Yes. Uh, we like to keep it lighthearted, but we'll see. Um, yes. And uh, uh, another disclaimer, as Hunter said, we're two men mm-hmm. talking about this movie, so, you know, Take that we, as you will. All we can do is 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 our best to, right. to be receptive to it. We're not going to pretend like we have experienced it. Uh, but yes, be aware of that. These are tough topics. And like Zach was saying, we, we try to have fun and uh, we like to be lighthearted. So, uh, but we also want to be real and talk about them, things that matter and that are important. Um, right. So if this is a little more, I don't want to say somber, but I guess more serious this time than... Uh, that's just how it is. We hope we invite you to be serious with us, but also we have, you know, it, 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 it can be an enjoyable conversation. Anyway, I, I got to do movie a minute. So Zach, last week you made me explain to them via song what this is. So I'm going to ask you to do the same thing. Well, I pull up uh, a, a uh, timer. So here we go. And a one, uh, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> all right. Now it's movie in a minute. We got 60 seconds now. Talk about the movie. No more, no less. Do it in 60 seconds and you're the best. Go over and you suck. <laughs> Go under and you're a fuck. <laughs> it's movie in a minute. Profound. Oh, amazing. All right, cool. Movie minute. This is going to be interesting because it's one of those movies where like so much happens, but like not nothing really happens. A lot sense. happens. Um, yeah, like a ton happens, but like, I can't be like, and then they went to the barn and talked. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see how I do. I'm going to try and take my time. I'm not going to get any names right, just so everyone knows. Except maybe Ona. All right. Uh, will you count me down? Yeah, sure. 
This is Women Talking Movie in a Minute in three, two, one, go. Okay, we uh, we are at a colony. We we have a like a, a voiceover. This girl is talking to an unborn child. Uh, I guess at this time has been born. Anyway, we don't really know what time it is, but it looks like it's much much uh, earlier, like long ago, is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, uh, there's a, this, this colony. The men uh, consistently abuse the women and the girls, and the women of the colony have decided to. Uh, take action, if you will. Uh, they all kind of get together. They have the options of stay and fight, leave, or do nothing. And there's a vote. The top winners are stay and fight or leave. Uh, so they have this group, and they debate all the uh, traumas and how to deal with the abuse. And there's a lot of different perspectives, and it's really insightful, and it's really, really great. Uh, and then they decide to leave. And so they get all the women who want to go, except there's this one old cranky lady. Uh, she stays and they all, uh, leave the men and start a new life. That's right. That was perfect. Thank you. Thank you. I tried to be, I I don't know. I guess I did fine. (laughs) Yeah. Is she going to do this the entire night? She's got to get tired at some point, right? Like she's got to, I mean, One think about, think. I mean, you get tired at some point, right? I know I do. <laughs> so <laughs> after a while, it's like, all right, I think I'm going to lay down. I mean, yes. I have a yeah. cramp. <laughs> you got a stitch? You get a stitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. This is not the best way to start this movie. No. Anyway. Okay. So. Let's do this real quick because this movie is, it's not easy, like brief to talk about as far as the con, the, uh, the plot. And there's a ton, but before we get into that, because it's kind of confined to like one little room, one little area, one little event, let's discuss something that, that we, we actually probably should do this more often on the, on the podcast is for just, for so, just a few minutes, because you mentioned it a few times, let's talk about the filmmaking of this movie before we get into the story. How about that? Okay. Because you text me like four times about the score. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. just everything before we even get into the actual plot of the film about this movie is phenomenal. At least in my opinion. I want to shout out the score. Um Hild- it was. Hildur. Oh, try it. Come on. Guon Dotir. Um, okay. She's uh, Icelandic. She did an incredible job with the music for this film. Uh, she also composed the music for uh, Tar and Joker. Oh wow! Uh, so okay, she actually, so she actually won an Oscar for Joker last uh, not last year too. Was it twenty nineteen? Mm-hmm. She she totally won an Oscar, and that actually makes sense because the, the music, whether you like Joker or not, and Joker was really great. Yeah, this was everything about this just fits so well. Like, yeah, the cinematography, the the editing, the I mean, the script was phenomenal. The acting was great. The direction was great. Everything was just like I thought it was just everything was everyone everyone was on their on their A game. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it together. It's like, do you remember during the pandemic where there was that guy, he was like a news something, 
and he was trying to like give like a stone face interview yes, and I his kid so. came in. <laughs> this is a little different than that, but Athena's here to 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 keep us lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Um but the editing too, it it there's something about when two characters are having a a a conversation and then it just like in that conversation will cut to like a memory or something. Mm-hmm. There's something about that kind of cut that just like hits me. You know, it's yeah. something that happened in, um, uh, it reminds me of her with Joaquin oh, yeah, Phoenix. Yeah. You know what we I'm talking about? Where like, he's like, we both seen that movie already, but we didn't do that on the podcast. That movie's incredible. Yeah, for sure. I love, I love that movie. That movie's yeah. amazing. But there's a lot of those cuts where they're having a conversation and they're trying to be, you know, strong or at so at certain points they're trying to like be lighthearted. It's like a laugh or cry situation, right? Um, but it'll just cut to the moment of them like in the bed when the when the trauma occurred and they wake up and they and they realize it. And it's it's super impactful and it's su- it's such a simple thing to do, right? But it just it really works. And I thought Yeah. So overall the editing of the film, I, I thought they did a, a, a wonderful job. Well it's funny because like you can it's very easy to let flashbacks just become like expedition dumps, eg- eg- exposition dumps. Right. Or just like unnecessary. You know what I mean? Sure. And these, you know how I'm, I love subtlety and, and, and how I like when a film lets you figure it out, like they don't spoon feed it to you. You know what I'm saying? Like this, well, not this, just that, but it's like that's that's kind of how we remember, right? We'll be yeah. talking, we'll be in conversation and with someone, like and we'll there, just have yeah. like a like an image or like a few seconds of something will pop yeah. up in our head, and we'll we'll remember, right? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I no, just no that's to... totally all right, and I think that that's that's Linda said as to why it's so effective, but I like I I also liked how one of the first scenes that 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 we see is is it's Ona, I believe. Um, she wakes up and she's got bruises and blood between her legs and her, on, on her thighs. Yeah. Um, and it looks like, and again, like I don't, well, we're going to be adults about this and we'll use language that's clinical and, uh, and honest. Um, it looks like it's a, it's, it looks like it's years and years and years ago, hundred years ago. Or so it's like a much older time. So I didn't know if it was like, menstruation or like she didn't know what was going on and but then you kind of the more that you're kind of shown and you see bruises and it's like oh they're being abused and then someone says like they're drugged and it's like but it's not all at front it's not like mm-hmm. it's right in your face like you it it lets you learn more and more about what's being done to them and how bad it is it, it it's like you start getting attached to them and then they just give you something else and it's like oh my god and you something else you know what i'm saying and it's like by the time you right. kind of see the whole picture, you care about these these characters and these women, and it's just like, I don't know. I thought it was just, it was just, it was super effective. I was entranced by it within the first few minutes. Mm-hmm. This movie, it's not that long. It's an hour and 45 minutes, but this movie flew by. Like, it, Oh, yeah. I was like 100% just like, and I watched it on my computer. Like, I'm bummed that I didn't get to watch it in the theater. You know what I'm saying? You know, I... I would love to see this in the theater. In fact, I might go see it in the theater if I can find a showing, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, it, it plays like twice a week <laughs> in the entire Yeah, and Atlanta. it's like during, during work hours too. Right, right. Like 4.30 on a Wednesday and a Thursday kind of situation. But 
That's another. I, I'm kind of glad that I that that I watched it on the computer because the writing, um, it's like every other line is 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 very oh, profound man. and quotable. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And there were multiple times where I I was like, hold on a second, I want to hear that again, and I would just yeah. go back like thirty seconds. You know, um, there's there's one like one of the lines that just I think one of the earlier ones when they're talking is um, what is it? Uh, sometimes forgiveness can be mistaken for permission. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was, it was, it was great. Anyway. Um, sorry. I, I think you were still saying something. Sorry. I just cut you off. No, no, no. I mean, you know, we're going to talk about the film. Yeah. Okay. So plot, here we go. First off, when did you think this took place? Did you know that it was modern time? I mean, I didn't know that it was modern time, but it is it is sort of the um the flavor of the month to have something seem like it's in an in, you know, generations mm-hmm. ago, but it's actually present day. I'm thinking of uh uh like Don't Worry Darling or, you know, other or like Westworld, right? Yeah. Um That being said, what was shocking to me because I, I I haven't read the book. I didn't. I didn't know that this was based on true events. Was to to hear that this happened between you know events. Yeah. This or events like this happened between the years two thousand five and two thousand nine in Bolivia, which is just insane to think about. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't know for sure that that it was it was you know. Yeah. Present day. Um. I I only knew because I saw it like in the summary or some of that. It was like two thousand ten. Um. But okay. when I when I was watching it, that that was like out of my head. I didn't even think. I didn't. It didn't make me go. Oh, wait a second. Um, but then when I did think about it, it made me realize just how sheltered and like controlled these women were. Um, anyway, so yeah, they're they're in a colony, um, uh, a, a Mennonite colony. It's a like a very extreme Christianity, um, mm-hmm. and basically the women aren't allowed to do anything aren't allowed to, they have no education, they can't read, can't write. Uh, it's very much, it's almost plainly said in the film that they can, they're not even hardly allowed to think, you know. Um, the men have all the power and, it, and it's abused. Uh, they rape and sexually abuse the women, but not just that, they abuse their daughters. Like, there's, somebody says that her, her daughter was four, so it's kids, you know, like, um, that's a toddler and, you know, in, in my opinion, um, meanwhile, when they speak up about it and, you know, go to the powers that be in the, mm-hmm. in the society, uh, they're told that it's either hallucinations or ghosts or Satan, the devil. Yeah. Um, um and that they're well, being punished for their sins. Yeah, there's a very Or powerful. they're lying to get attention, you know? Yeah. It's just... Uh, there's one... The way that this film's, film opens, and that one was, was really, really great, and it's there's a, a voiceover going, and it says that, you know, we're told that this was just, um, the you know, the wild result of female imagination, and then the title card comes up and says, what you're about to see is the result of female imagination. I thought that was really, really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it's that... It's that um, you know that uh, almost cliched thing now at this point where it's like they speak up and they're not 
uh, heard or believe, right. but it's like, but it's like to an extreme. It's like, not just that they're, they're gaslighted, you know? Um, and so basically they, they reach a tipping point and the women, uh, there's, what is it? Some men get sent to jail. I think they actually go to jail for like a day, like, like a week, maybe. Is that what it is? I think it's um, longer than that because all the men, the reason all the men are gone is to pay their bail and get them out. So it sounds like they're going to be locked up for however long, unless they're bailed out. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, the women have a vote and they vote to either stay, do nothing, stay and fight or leave. Um, and the two that get the most votes are stay and fight or leave. So they can't all decide. So they have like a council. They like make a little council and let mm-hmm. me pull up the names. Cause I don't know the names. So you have Rudy Mara as Ona. Mm-hmm. Claire Foy as you got Salome. Salome. Jesse she Buckley is as the, the aggressive one. Yes, um, she's the one who was Salome like, I is... want to burn everything down. Yeah, and I, I was team Salome. The, the and then, movie. I'm going to say these names wrong, but is it Mariche? Or is it Marich? Mariche? Mar- I think it's Mariche. I think Mariche, was how they Jesse pronounced Buckley. it. Buckley. She's mm-hmm. one that is a very interesting character to me. She is the absolute worst at first. Yeah. Um, which we'll get to her. Then Agatha, uh, Judith Ivy. Greta, Sheila McCarthy, Mayhall is Michelle McLeod, uh, Neche, Liv McNeil, Alcha. I don't know how to say these names. I'm trying to think of, of how they sounded. Kate, uh, Hallett, Melvin is August Winter. August is Ben Winshaw, Wishaw, Francis Mc, McDermott. Her name is Scarface Jans. I didn't know that. <clears throat> Literally on on Wikipedia, which could be a you know <laughs> bullshit. It says Scarface Jans. Scarface Kira Jans. As Anna, we have Helena, we have uh Miep as well. So we have these women. Um and almost immediately the different personalities are really, really prominent. And it mm-hmm. seems like and Kirk, you know, if I'm wrong, let me know. It seems like there's a lot of like women and their mothers. Uh, I don't know the, the names, but I think Ona's mother is there. She's the one who says, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, shut your pie holes. Yeah. <laughs> That's Ona's mother. And then uh, Mariche's m- mother is the one who talks about her, her horses. Yeah. I believe. Yes. And then also, <clears throat> I think, is it Auche? Is that Mariche's daughter or is that Nietzsche? Auche. Uh, is uh, Mariche's daughter. So how do you want to start? What do you want to talk about? Like, how do you want to, do you want to go by person? You just want to talk about kind of what they're, because I'm up for anything. Can I start with the, I love this movie, but I do have a question. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the whole underlying premise of the plot. So I kind of want to ask it and just get it out of the way so we can talk about the characters. We can talk about the interactions. Um, This Mennonite uh, group Mm -hmm. are completely off the grid, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're literally hiding in their their, uh, houses when the census people come by. They don't want to be a part of society, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and the men in the community 
are enablers of the abuse. So how did the men get arrested in the first place? So I don't know. It seemed like from what I gathered, and I'm not sure, it seemed like they were arrested within the community because it was one of those rare times where they got actually caught, right? So they felt like they had to do something. So it was like, oh, we, you know, there's, we can't just be like, oh, it was Satan. Um, that's what I gather from it because. Okay. And so then they, like maybe, maybe they, they took like their own and took them, them into town. Yeah. And then from then it was kind of out of their hands. Cause it okay. says, it says that uh, they've been using cow tranquilizer to subdue them and then rape them. Um, yeah, it says the attackers are arrested and imprisoned in a nearby city. So that's what I took from it in the sense of like, because the voiceover, like, I think it's uh, Nietzsche's voice even says like, uh, one night we actually caught caught one of them, you know? And so it sounds yeah. like that's a rare occurrence. And so maybe because there was actual like, oh, we have witnesses, it was him. Maybe they had to, but I'm, I could be wrong. That's fine, but then why why would they take them to prison, turn around, come back, and then say, we got to go break them out. We got to pay their bail. Come on, man. Let's go get them. You see what I'm saying? Like it, that, that point just doesn't really make sense to me, but I'm willing, obviously I'm willing to look past it because I think this, this movie is brilliant. It's just yeah. a question that I have, you know. I mean, you know, the, I don't know from... When I was watching it, it seemed like when they all they all kind of just went at once and didn't come back until it was settled. Maybe okay, I don't maybe know. that's maybe. Yeah, if that's the one fault, then that's fine. Whatever they got the men out of the yeah, way. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, like I said, but, I just wanted to get that out of the yeah. way because it was a question I had from the top. You know, yeah, it did. It did seem like to me though, at least because one was actually caught, that it was like that's kind of what set it in motion. Mm. Um. But yeah, so. Uh, we can, I what? mean, we have the vote, we we have this wonderful exposition of, of what's going on, you know, why they're in the position that they're in. Mm. And then we have the vote and it's a, it's a, it's a tie. It's a dead tie between staying and fighting or leaving. Um, and is, sorry, go on. <clears throat> Francis McDormand's character, I guess, Scarface, Jans, um, I, I thought I thought Frances McDormand was going to be in this film more. I mean, when you get when yeah. you get someone like her, someone like her, you know, uh, I I just thought she was going to be in the film more. She's in the beginning and then she's at the end. Yeah. Um, but she is a do nothing. She's in the do nothing camp, and she just go, she's not even willing to hear people out. She's so, like, I'm going home. You know, it's funny about this. I think this film does an absolutely incredible job of like, I'm not even sure how to like articulate it or like give the language for it. That's going to make sense because I want to be like respectful and like correct. But it's like, there's, there's probably like a clinical term for it, but it's like, it's not trauma bonding, but it's like a. Stockholm like, syndrome. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like where yeah, you, it's, it's you form a bond with your abuser. No, it's, it no, but it's like where it's like 
the, oh, this is, this is my fault. Like, this is on me. It's like, you'll vouch for the abuse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's not even really the right way to put it. It's like, maybe it's because they're in this like religious system, but it's like someone like, uh, Francis McDermott's character, rather, I don't want to say Scarface Jans. That sounds like it's made up. Um, Maybe it's because of the system that she believes in. She's defiant of the notion that they should fight or that they should leave. And it's like, well, honestly, I, she, she has a scar. So I would imagine that she has had abuse. And right. I'm wondering if it's like, oh, well, if I had to go through this, then all of you have to. Because there's there's things with Merche later who say stuff like, We've all been abused. Why is it so hard for you to deal with it? And, you know, so I think it's just really interesting. This film um, shows you every perspective of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, I mean, in a huge way, this is a, a philosophy film, right? There are a bunch of people gathered around sharing ideas and debating. Um, and... Frances McDormand's character, I also do not want to call her Scarface Janice because that just sounds yeah. ridiculous for some reason. Um, she, her like core belief, which I don't think it aligns with anyone else in the group, um, but her, her core belief is that, you know, ensuring the afterlife, ensuring the, the, the trajectory of her afterlife is, takes precedence over the current life. And so whatever abuse she has to go through whatever she has to defend or, you know, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't compare right to, you know, the kingdom of heaven. Um, the other girls in the colony say, you know, fuck that. Uh, and that's why they continue to have the, the healthy debate that they have. Right. Yeah. But she, that's why she leaves. Right. Is because that's like the first conversation that's had. Right. Is, um, she's basically saying, you know, if we leave, we ensure that we're going to hell. Do you really want to do that, right? Yeah. And and, and, and Ona says, uh, isn't the life we're currently living, doesn't it have some value? Yeah. Right? And and sort of like opens up that dialogue. And that's it, it when that's when, when yeah, she leaves, can't right? Just be living for the next. Right. Um it is interesting because this film could have very easily gone a very anti-religion or, you know, anti-Christianity, anti-whatever. Mm-hmm. But it actually doesn't. It's really right. fascinating because it shows... Um, I don't know how to, how, to, how to say it, but it's like they're, these women still... They come to the conclusion that it is actually an act of faith to leave. You know? Sure, because it's 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 what they need to do, and what the men tell them that they need to do is forgive them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they come to the conclusion. I don't know if we want to jump all the way there, or 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 if you'd rather not do this. I don't but, care. You can go wherever. <laughs> they they come to the conclusion that remaining there, if they remain there, forgiveness is not an option. Mm-hmm. It will be either impossible and they will become murderers and literally like, you know, 
kill kill the abusers. Which yeah, it was like they it's staying is choosing violence, whether it's inflicted upon them or they do the or, or they right. inflict on them. Or if they if they stay and forgive, it's it's forced upon them and it's not genuine, right? It's not. Mm. It, how could that be an act of faith if it's not if it's if it's not coming from the heart? So they they determine over the course of forty eight hours that. Um, with distance, maybe they can come to pity the the society that they that they left, right? And so it's the, yeah. really the ultimate act of faith to leave. Man, um, this movie just it it doesn't pull any punches in. It's not afraid to ask every question because, and it shows the reactions. To right, that. like there's even where it's like, what is it? Is it is it Ona who's saying that like, in a sense, the men are also innocent. Remember how she's saying, like, because mm-hmm. of the system that they were brought up in and what they were taught, they are guilty but also innocent, which is, it's not, it's hard to say that because they aren't innocent, but it's like, right. it's saying also, like, the ones, even if they haven't done the abuse, are they innocent of it because they're part of that system and they kind of, you know, cultivate it and enable, but even the ones who have done the abuse, because of what they were shown and taught and raised in, Mm-hmm. There's a there's a great line somewhere where it's like, um, I forgot what it is, but basically saying that like, uh, all those all the men, I think it's she's talking about Klaus, which is Berenice's husband, saying like he was also once like a innocent and pure child, at at some time, and it's really right. interesting. That's such a fascinating. Well, and think about <clears throat> when they're trying to, to decide if they should bring the kids, right? Yeah. And they're like, should we bring these men that are 13, 14? And August says uh, something along the lines of, you know, they're they're impulsive and they're emotional at that age. But if you raise them with love, you know. They can then, be taught. Right, right. He was um, great, And too. so <clears throat> the solution to... A system of abuse, which I think everyone can agree that we live in a system of abuse in multiple ways, like so many ways, it's ridiculous, isn't to stay and just accept it. It isn't violence. It's to create something new, right? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because we don't don't see that at all. I mean, the movie ends with them leaving i guess with ona's baby right yeah yep um who has been born at some point in the future but because the well, narration it, from the beginning is is Altja yeah talking to ona's baby but i just i don't know and i i know that we're trying to keep this uh shorter so we can't talk about everything but like there's just there's really every, it's it's every single line is on purpose in this movie um Oh, absolutely. And I just I just think it's so well done how they just, I've said it a million times already, but every perspective you have the angry one, Salome, who just wants revenge and just will just burn everything down and how mm-hmm. that's not exactly healthy, but it's also more understandable. And then you have Merche who like, later in the movie, gets the shit beat out of her. She comes back swollen and broken and bruised and bloody. And... After deciding to leave, by the way, and yes, knowing yeah, that, and, that and knowing what what she was going to do, and her her mother telling her, you know, don't go home tonight, come 
come stay with me, right? Yeah. And she, it was like that the last whimper of her, you know, uh, accepting the abuse, quite frankly, right? Yeah. Like she, Salome's character is the aggress, aggressive. I mean, isn't it Salome at the beginning who takes the sickle and is like literally trying to yep. kill the guy when they catch mm-hmm. him? Yep. Or maybe it's the next day. I don't know if it's that night because I think it's daytime when she's going at him with the sickle. But, mm. uh, and then, and then Mariche's character is a product of the society. It's, a, it, yeah. you know, I was texting you while we were watching the movie and I was like, her character just bugs the shit out of me. It's not the fact I think that she's supposed she, to. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. And the, the big thing that, that gets on my nerves isn't the fact that she wants to stay or that she's, you know, like defending the abuse per se. It's, it's the attacks against the other people who have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's so defensive to the point where at one point she calls Ona a whore yeah. when, how can you say that when she didn't choose to yeah. become pregnant? Right. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's she, she did get on my nerves, but, um, anyways, the, I want to talk about, I guess it's Marie. Yeah. It's Marie mom talking about the horses. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, that was awesome. You know, about uh, like the second conversation about the horses where she's talking about uh, how nervous she was to be on this road because she couldn't really control the horses and they were going either way. And it wasn't until she looked far down the path and, and, and focused on that, that she was able to understand and Mm. uh, gain control and and gain clarity. That's powerful shit, dude. (laughs) It, it was like the I'm not sure what what the actual line was, but it was like uh, oh I forgot it I don't know it's just saying like you, you know you can't sacrifice the the better f- tomorrow for like the rough right now you know what I'm saying that's not the line but like basically there's some it's, it's said in the film which is which is really prophetic and really really great but. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved her. I thought she was 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 great. Um, it, I, I don't know. I mean, I just think, but but again, it doesn't pretend like that's an easy choice to make, right? You know, like that's terrifying to them. Like this is what's there's the scene. I I, I think it's uh, Ona's mother, who I thought was phenomenal. She was she was uh, one of my favorites. Where she's talking about, you know, like they have to leave, whatever. And I think it's probably Mirche who's saying, like, how can you be blah, 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 blah. And she's like, mm-hmm. this is the only place I've ever known. And it, she's basically saying, like, this breaks my heart. Like, I don't ever want to leave here. I love this. This is my home. But just knowing, like, but we cannot stay, you know, there we just cannot stay. Right. Um, And I think this is really important to, like, there's the there's so many stories of people who are dealing with abuse or like domestic abuse, whatever, any kind of abuse, and it's so easy for somebody who's not in it to be like leave, like get out of that relationship, and that's such a slap in the face of them to make it sound like it's just this easy. I mean, yes, it's a choice, but like it's never that black and white, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think this film does a really good job of showing how like hard that is how 
so many different emotions and like logic and reasoning um, are, sorry, that was my dad. My dad's talking to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm in his office. Um, okay. You just started giving the thumbs up and I'm like, is that our no, producer? Uh, but no, like there's so many different like it, fears and coping mechanisms and like patterns and lies and things that you get stuck in. And uh, I just think it's, this is one of the f- best films that I've ever seen that have like done that in a way that makes sense, you know, because even if you haven't sure. dealt with this stuff, you've, everyone has some sort of drama, you know, it mm-hmm. might not have been some um, crazy, crazy thing, but everybody has emotional trauma, you know, verbal abuse, like the slightest things can be um, really damaging. And, you know, I've, I'm very open about um, my past when it comes to like religion and I've deconstructed a lot of things. And, you know, one of the things that was prevalent in this film is, you know, there's a, a lot of different Christian faiths that have this idea of being like, Oh, well you're a broken sinner who, you know, is never going to do anything by themselves and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, as I got older, that started to realize that was damaging, at least to me being like, Oh, well I guess I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what, like a weird example, but you believe it. You've, you learn to believe it for so long. And I just think it's, I don't know. I thought it was just, it's just, I just thought it was super, it was just awesome. It was great. That was a long rant that went nowhere, but. No, I was. It, um, I'm here for it. Does a, does a great job of, I just think it's so important to show that it's like, hey, this sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like changing this, making this choice to make your life better mm-hmm. hurts really, really bad, you know, and it's going to be really, really tough. Um, and overcoming those sort of negative self-talk and those beliefs and those lies is like not an easy thing to do. Right. Anyway, I could go on for hours about this movie. Yeah. I mean, I could too. I do have one character that I wanted to... Let's do it. ...ask you about because if there's any character in the movie that I wish I got more backstory or I was able to understand more... Uh, it would be Melvin. Um, yes. That was a l- interesting to me in the sense of like, my first thought, If sorry, I, I cut you off. Or do you want me to? No, I, I mean, I just wanted to throw the prompt out there, right? So go, give me my your first thought. My first thought was, it's interesting to me in this extreme conservative society that is so the power balance is ridiculous. You know, it's um, very patriarchal and it's um, all that, that somebody would essentially be trans, I guess. That's kind of how I viewed it. Right. Has a like masculine name and dresses masculine and doesn't speak to women anymore, I guess. Um, Speaks to children, and some of them are female, right? But But it was my assumption was that she didn't speak to men either. She just spoke to children. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, But it's interesting that that she or he, I guess, uh, Melvin would be would be allowed to do that in that sort of colony or culture. That was my first thought. Um, Yeah, but also a sense of like why, 
she decided because I they say like she never felt like a like a woman, but she she had a stillbirth, didn't she? It's implied that she <clears throat> like yeah. Gave, so it is implied. I mean, she's talking to. It's assumed. Or I guess we should say they. Um, they're talking to. It's assumed it's their brother, through the the slats in the wood, right? And they're saying essentially, I'm not sure if it's yours or if it's one of your friends, but you know, it's fucked up essentially, right? And and it's, and we get the the memory flashback, like I was talking about where it'll just like cut to and you know, she, they are not having a good time. They're like smearing blood on the walls and you know, um, but I mean, maybe it's as simple as everyone deals with grief in a different way, but it it was never really explained why Melvin went mute Per se, yeah. You know, I'm um, I'm reading this and it says, uh, yeah, it says um, August is one of two men left in in the colony. The second being Melvin, formerly Nettie, who's a transgender man who, after mm-hmm. being raped, does not speak except to younger children. Um, I don't know. Did sh- did did Melvin leave with the women? It looked like sh- like he did, or was like I th- walking. I want to say I want to say yes. Because Melvin's the caretaker of all the all the children, so yeah, it is just fascinating how they would need Melvin to be there, right? Yeah, it's fascinating how after being raped and abused like that, to become a man. You know what I mean? Is that a weird question? I don't know. I just it's interesting. I mean, I wish I wish I could sort of explain kind of where that came about, right? Maybe, or at least I think I think it was that she. Is it was that Melvin never really identified as female, like from the beginning, right? I, yeah, I'd, so I would just like to know more about that transition culturally in that colony, you know, like... And maybe if this is a, a character from the books, then I'm sure... It's much more in-depth. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in re- reading the book. If it's, you know, more often than not, the book's better than the movie, right? I would say nine times out of ten, the book is better than the movie. And this movie is phenomenal, so I assume the, the, the book is just... Yeah. Out of this world. I would imagine. Um, we're already pushing an hour so we can wrap up. I know we, there's tons out that we didn't talk about, but um, any final thoughts? Go see it if you can. And if you can't, rent it, buy it. Um, there aren't it's many worth, movies. It's worth buying. Yeah, yeah. There aren't many movies that I think are must-sees. You know, some movies are like fun, but I'm like, yeah, some people wouldn't like that. I think that this movie is a must see. I would, I yep. want to nominate this film for the Golden Good Award. Yes, officially. I will agree with all of that. Please just just watch this somehow. I think it's super important. I think it's really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zach, I have to ask you: This film is at 91% on Rotten Tomatoes and 80% audience score. But is women talking good? Yeah, it's the best film we've reviewed this year so far. Yep. Um, You know, it's a top three film that we've reviewed in the past two years, in my opinion. (laughs) Like, not full two years, but since the beginning of last year, I guess. Yeah. Uh, So maybe like the the past year in a couple months, you know, 
this this film's phenomenal. This film is. Um, I don't know. Go see it. You yeah, know. I thought it was fantastic. Um, that being said, and for some reason, I just I really just am no longer looking forward to reading this these reviews because we're gonna do every movie sucks. Mm. And I've got a feeling of what kind of reviews we're gonna get. Um, but let's let's see, let's see. Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, this is Randall. Thirty-five half star. I'm not going to read the whole thing uh, because it's too long and it's going to piss me off. Uh, but the first sentence is women talking, more like women complaining. So there's that. <laughs> um, comrade Yui says. This is a half-star review. Have we forgotten that film is a visual medium? Films aren't plays. They aren't theater. They aren't books. Why are people still insistent on trying to make movies emulate another art form? I don't know I about you, Zach. beautiful. But, but when I watched this movie, I actually did watch something, and I saw it with mm-hmm. my eyes. So therefore... I think they're... I think their point is that it takes the form of a play and it does right because most there's like three set pieces and yeah. all the dialogue takes place so this could be a play on a stage yeah right yes um but that doesn't detract from it in any way i thought it was amazing i mean there's movies there's a movie called the the phone booth or whatever <laughs> the whole thing is just Colin Farrell on the phone yeah. with a sniper you know um, I'm thinking of, of uh, there's a movie called Ma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom with uh, Chadwick Boseman yeah. and Viola Davis. And, mm-hmm. it, and that actually is a play. And it takes place in like a handful of rooms and it's all dialogue and it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, uh, let me see here. What is this? I had one. This says, Jose says, every aspect of this genu- of this is genuinely baffling. I cannot imagine anyone okaying any decision related to this. What a mess. These are just going to make me angry because it's people who are refusing to even give this a chance. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Nick says, and all the, <laughs> all the negative reviews are, are men. If yeah, I don't no, know. No, if just, they have been. Um, Nick said, it's a shame how something so provocative on paper ends up so timid and uninspiring on film. Uh, Nick, you didn't watch the movie if you thought it was timid and uninspiring. Yes. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, this is my last one. <clears throat> Omid, half star, says, embarrassing from start to finish. I'm not even exaggerating when I say the dialogue reminded me of a Tommy Wiseau production at times. Ooh. <laughs> what is the favorite movie? Let me see. What do you, what do you like? I don't know any of these movies. One of his favorite favorite films is Freddy Got Fingered. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Do you have any more? You're done. I'm trying to find one that's not just straight up offensive. Yeah. Uh, Jay gave this a, a star and a half and said, "White mediocrity strikes again." Oh, lovely. 
Oh, That's man. the least offensive of the ones that I found. There's a lot of reviews, lengthy reviews, that call the film ugly. Did you think the film was ugly? And I, I assume they're talking about like the, the literal like uh, cinematography is is ugly. Like it's, it's it not was, pleasing to I look at. I thought it was at. stunning. Me you know, too. That's, that's that's such a leave it to a, a a a film that's about women and you know you know abuse and misogyny and all this kind of stuff. And someone says, "Oh well, it's not pretty enough." Hmm. Mm. I thought it was great. I didn't think it was ugly. I thought it was a beautifully shot movie. That's the first thing we talked about was yeah. the the cinematography and the the music. So all these anyway, people, there you go. All these one star Don't people. Can, them. These were this was a <laughs> in, incredible movie, incredible movie. Yep. And as you know, our podcast yes. opinion is was the one that actually matters. So mm-hmm. now I guess what time it is? It's time for Shindigs. I don't know about you, but I'm tired. <laughs> well, it is nine p.m. on a Saturday, so it when is. you're an old man. It's it's time to go to bed, you know? It is. First, we got shindigs. I've got news of the week. Zach, give me a song, please. It's time for the news of the week. Great. I lost some of my news because I remember writing some things, and they apparently didn't. I've been using, like, I, my, like, I, notes is, like, iCloud stuff, and I, I swear I yeah. lose some of it sometimes. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> news of the week. Uh, Brendan Fraser finally spoke out on uh, Batgirl being canceled because he played Firefly was the villain. Mm-hmm. And he was just, you know, saying it's kind of a bummer. He thought it was great. And saying that, um, uh, I forget her name, Leslie something, uh, who played background. She said, said that she was incredible. Uh, but you know, that's how it goes. Uh, Hellboy is being rebooted yet again for the third Hold time. Hold on. So we had Ron Perlman. Perlman. Was he the first one? Yep. And then we had David Harbour, Harbour. right? Who's going to be the new some, one? Don't know yet, but it's getting rebooted again. Is it um, good enough to reboot three times? This isn't I Spider-Man. Like I don't think so. There's I don't really know of anybody who wants another Hellboy. I, can I tell you the truth? I didn't want the first Hellboy. Like, yeah. Is Hellboy an intriguing... Is Hellboy part of a like a... A bigger universe? I'm not sure. I know it's a. I know it's a book. Um, I don't know if it's. Um, I don't know. Can you still but hear anyway, me? What? Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. I thought she oh, disconnected she my mic. Cable. Yeah. Uh, speaking of universes, DC. <laughs> uh, the Flash is going to be screened a full month in advance at uh, CinemaCon, San Diego, I believe. Uh, so we're, we're going totally, um, here's an interesting, uh, development Superman legacy. James Gunn has said that that Superman legacy was started development like six months ago, which, uh, mm-hmm. and before Henry Cavill returned for black Adam. Yeah. So people are just saying like, that's confusing. What they're saying is that, so it was, uh, it was in the works before he was brought on is what you're saying. Yes. I was in the works and like for a while there I remember how like Man of Steel 2 was kind of a thing for like five minutes yeah that was always a separate thing it was never 
Superman legacy. So basically what they're saying is the it's the rock's fault. The rock strong armed him back to try and boost black Adam didn't have any contract. Basically they said, okay, black Adam's a smash shit that you, then we can move forward to this. It wasn't. There you go. Uh, last DC thing. Apparently Aquaman two sucks. <laughs> yeah. So it's got multiple saying, bad screenings. Poor test test screenings. Some people have said that it's the worst DCME, DCEU movie, which is if it's worse than Suicide Squad <sighs> one, then we'll see. Also, Aquaman one isn't some profound cinematic experience. Okay, it's a really cheesy, campy movie. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not expecting with with Aquaman horror to, elements thrown in there you know yeah but i'm not thinking the augment is going to be anything different personally but whatever yeah um here's one that you're really excited for warner brothers discovery has acquired the rights to lord of the rings and they're making middle earth movies please no like for the love of god no i don't think they're like want... read i don't think they're redoing anything but they're making things no to... but it just it dilutes the waters man like yeah can i tell you that there have been times in the past, like two years, where I've thought about watching like uh, uh, the original Star Wars trilogy, and then I'm just like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> I can't because it makes me sad. Uh, so if they do that to my Lord of the Rings, I'm gonna, I'm gonna riot. We're gonna start a riot. Start a riot. Well, you heard it here, folks. You're inside of Zach. Zach Olson is going to inside a riot. <laughs> We're meeting only, only if only if Warner Brothers messes up Lord of the Rings. Times Square, uh, <laughs> October twenty third, two thousand twenty six. Okay, at six thirty p.m. There, you, there you have it. Be there. A couple more things. Uh, Walking Dead. Can I be off. arrested for planning something like that? Like. F- three years in advance? I don't know, but for all intents and purposes, this is a joke for anybody who's listening. Uh, the Walking Dead spinoff show that stars Rick and Michonne has started production because we all need more Walking Dead in our lives. Oh, man. Um, and then I remember there were uh, like a couple of things that I think you sent me or somebody sent me. Um, you, you sent me one of them. Pixar's produced, like the head of Pixar or whatever, has defended the creation and development of Toy Story 5. Basically, he's just saying, oh, you know, we wouldn't do it if it didn't make sense for the story. And it's like, we don't need five of them. People are saying that we don't need a fifth one, but whatever. And I think it was you who sent me a thing that was saying that Pixar said they, what was it, they underestimated the audience? or They they think that they miscalculated and asked too much of the audience by making a light year movie that was not about the action figure. It was about like the person that the action figure is based on. Which is, I mean, it's it's double wrong, right? Because one, if if the audience is if the, if the audience is so dumb that they can't, if the audience is so dumb that they can't figure out what the movie is, then where the hell did we go wrong? Uh, in our education or like what what the hell just what the hell's going on right yeah uh but two that's not the reason you shouldn't have made the film 
you shouldn't have made the film because it's just not necessary. It's just, yeah, no one wanted it. So I guess the lesson is if you're going to just like cash grab IP, you know, make a movie just for the, the money, <clears throat> it's got to be like heavily in the, in the, in the system. It can't be <laughs> original yeah. or unique in any way. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I see both sides of that coin. One, the audience needs to be able to figure it out. But two, like no one asked for Lightyear. No one mm-hmm. wanted it. That's right. Uh, but anyway, that's all the news that I've got for now, at least that I had. So uh, that's my shindig, Zach. How about your uh, Hawk Minute and or Braves Minute? We're going to do 30 seconds each. Okay. All so right, you can time go. me. You know, whatever, but all right, let's talk about the Hawks. Ah, we fired Nate McMillan. We did fucking destroyed the Cavs <laughs> last night. I mean, so we're recording this on Saturday. We, it was, oh, it was so good. We were up by like 40 at the half, and uh, uh, the, uh, we're about to hire De- uh, Quinn, Quinn Snyder, who's this hotshot coach. He was most recently with the Jazz. Uh, it looks like we're going to be paying him $8 million a year, which is Every coach that makes that salary has won a championship. Uh, Quinn Snyder hasn't, but the it, it seems like the Hawks front office is confident that he'll be able to bring a championship to Atlanta. Mm. Uh, and we need someone who's able to develop young talent because we have a young team and Nate, Nate McMillan just wasn't working. All right, over to the Braves. Uh, spring training has begun. We are playing games. And wouldn't you know it... The Braves were on the receiving end of a a controversial call today uh, in the Grapefruit League. I don't know if it's controversial. It's the rules now. It is the rules, but it's controversial because people don't want the rule changes. I hated it. Let me be clear. Dude broke the rule. Uh, Based on the way that the rules are written, he should have been called out and the game should have been over. Let me tell you what's going on. Braves are down uh, three to six, bottom of the ninth. They tie the game up just based on like walking people in. And uh, I believe that they were walking people in like the, the, the poor Red Sox pitcher, because that is a high leverage situation and he has limited time to throw his pitches. So he's just freaking out. His heart rate's probably through the roof. Think about Kenley Jansen would have sat there for seven minutes yep. and just stared at him. Right. Um, but we tie the game up. It is uh, two outs, full count, and the Braves batter uh, Cal, Col- Cal-, Cal Conley. Conley? Conley? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Cal Conley uh, isn't attentive to the pitcher with eight seconds on the clock. So the game ends on a called third strike because of a pitching clock violation, which is just an insane way to, to, to end a game. It's crazy that it wasn't the first game of spring training, but it was like the third game of spring training. It was the first Braves game of, of spring training. And crazy. <laughs> imagine I if that happens like in it. the, in the, in the NLCS or something. Yeah. Know? I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, you're taking away strategy to the game. In my opinion, I get trying to speed it up. Okay. Whatever. But like, as somebody who's played baseball my entire life and loved it my entire life, I love that there was no clock. Like it, you're adding uh, a lot of strategy too, though. It's just yeah. different, right? Um, they were. I was. I was reading some tweets, you know, because I was heated <laughs> after that call, 
and people were saying, you know, well, the, the, the catcher wasn't even set. And the catcher doesn't have to be set. The catcher never has to be set. The catcher could be standing up, like, straight up and catch the ball. Yep. Um, and so they were talking about it, 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 it's, it, it's possible that the catcher was standing like that on purpose to, to make it look like the pitch wasn't about to come. And so the batter thinks he has more time to, to you know, go through his routine, right? Yeah, um, maybe. In, a, in addition, um, I don't know if you saw, but earlier in the game, uh, Jesse Chavez, 39, and he was throwing a pitch every like seven seconds. Uh, our catcher would throw him the ball back and he would just fucking throw it. And then he would just, <laughs> you know, just like, I'm telling you, they didn't they didn't have any conversation, nothing. He would just like, get ready, wind up, go. Get ready, wind yeah. up, go. He had like 12 seconds left on the pitch clock every single time. So anyways, uh, it, I... I don't like it. I also didn't like when they first introduced it. I didn't like the extra runner on second base during extra innings. And mm-hmm. over time I came to like that, like near the end of that season when it. that was okay. <laughs> well, it, it does speed it up and it gets you to a point where you're, you don't have 19 inning games, right? Yeah. I, the I reason you think, hate it is sorry. because the Braves couldn't deal with it. That's the true. Braves did, did not know how to, how to That's utilize true. that runner, which is so crazy because I I, I at least think I think that you shouldn't be able to strike out with two strikes. That's insane. Well, but if it's rule, then what would they do? Oh, unless it's two strikes and it's the last out of the game. I think unless it's two strikes, yeah. So then, but you, you this is the last last word on the subject. They're trying to speed up the games. It sped up the game by like twenty five minutes. Yeah, you know, like the normal last year, the the normal length for a game was like a little over three hours, and today's game was like two hours and thirty seven minutes or something. So, like, is it worth it? Also, also, like, aren't they going to get less revenue from advertisements, less uh, beer sales at the stadiums, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I was going to say, and then we can move on because it's you know it's getting late, but I don't want to go to a Braves game. And be like, oh, it's nine o'clock. It's over. Like, yeah. Like, like I'd rather that be like my whole night. You know what I mean? Well, you know, <laughs> maybe this is just because I just love Truist Park. But the last like six games that I've gone to, I've been in the park like a full hour early, just like yeah. drinking, walking around, you know, reading the stats in that little like tunnel that they have mm-hmm. with all the cool, the cool stuff. Yep. Um just having a good time so that's an option but they're not they're not playing obviously soon though soon though anyway zach that was very brave of you thanks it's the bravest thing i've done all week where can (laughs) they find us hunter if they want to talk to to us we have to do whiskey shots (gasps) i've got i've got my shot do you have your shot i do have my shot i assume this isn't gonna be on youtube (laughs) No. Uh, okay. Cheers. Cheers to whiskey. I'm tired. Whiskey, I love you. Misty, baby. Cheers to whiskey. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> All right. They can find us uh, on Twitter at B I I G podcast. 
email us at biigpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube at But Is a Good Podcast. Find me on Instagram at Hunter Callahan Music. Find Zach at Zach2, the number, the T H A, future.31. Please say hello. We will announce our uh, March schedule. It's just John week. Wick. <laughs> but we're going to do John Wick. We've decided to kind of go back to our roots. We started this podcast doing series in franchises. And so we're going to, I've never seen any of the John Wick movies. So I'm very excited to dive into the John Wick movies. Uh, but that's what we're going to do. We'll send out the official one sometime uh, this coming week. And yeah, like, subscribe, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's that's about it. All go right. Have a, we can say that again. Go Braves. Go Braves. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.